Yes, I'm one of your hosts, Megan. I'm your other one, Imogen. Hey, do you know what Imogen is? What is that? <laughs> I was listening to our last episode just, uh-huh. so, just to get the downloads up. Um, and uh, uh, I thought, shit, we talk so fast. We've got to do something about that. We're, we're talking so quickly. And, we and then, but we, I know we do, but then I realised I was listening to it on one and a half. <laughs> You can tell it's fast, but it's not quite, you know... Uh, it doesn't go up high-pitched or anything like high-pitched that. Yeah. It's just fast. And I thought, we talk really fast. I mean, I know we get we cop crap. I, when, I was, when I used to teach, the kids would go, slow down, miss. I can't understand what you're saying. And I mean, I don't know. I think that I'm legible and understandable when I talk. But, yeah, I know I do. I, I speak extremely fast. Yes, so do I. But it's good that... I mean, I actually put it back to speed one. We were comprehensible. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind of lucky. Speaking in an actual language as yeah, opposed so to... Yeah, that's right. Well, it's Australian English, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Which is fast. It, well, yeah, it's funny, though, because we, we're sort of perceived as being these laid-back people. and um, But we, 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 we speak a lot. We've got and we also, lots of... There's lots of, there's lots of yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, 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 yeah, nah. No, no, yeah, yeah, nah. Um... Oh god! This, and on that too, I've been watching the Australian Bachelor. Just don't at me, um, and <laughs> forgive me. But the guy in it, he's you know, he's started using some of my he's started using some of my things that I say. Yes, like, you know how I say it's not rocket surgery. Yeah, he said it in last night's episode. I'm like, no, no, no. Well, that, well he's technically taken from. Taken from um, that visual web. No, 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 because rocket surgery is mixing them both together. Oh, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. So, oh, hey! Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't have dogs just fighting in the background. That's just what we have, I think. I think it's just our thing. Having dogs fighting it's in the background. Our, it's our. It's One day Bowie's just going to chomp off his head and he'll I stop. Know. Well, unfortunately, I think it's probably too big. It's kind of funny to watch, too. Um, I might put a, little, a video up of them doing it. So, yes, because it's actually on Patreon, so you guys can actually see what the, the sitch like. is. They're so funny. They are pretty cool. And my little doggo is getting really big now. Really? He's enormous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was sarcasm. So, so teeny before. Well, mm-hmm. now at least he's sort of, he's bigger than the size of Bowie's head. That's something. Before he was only the size of Bowie's head. Okay, that's a bit gross, guys. Yeah, don't stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, we should open some cards. Oh, yes. Your move, I think. Okay, sorry, I forgot. Hang on, I was holding my microphone too far away. Just, I didn't put it. I didn't have a silver packet of gorgeousness. Oh, it's my turn first. It is your turn first. This week, everybody plays the game. Ah, it doesn't look like I've got anything special. Friend or foe is uh, what's her name? I used to go Navarro and, and Gila or whatever. Another decimal one. Another cool. decimal. Accused. What's that one from? That's from the first. From episode, the way back. The way back. Yeah. Cinephar again, and, and just the normal black I think I forgot exactly the same one the other day. Yeah, we did. The Ultimate Trading Card Collection exploring the cult TV series created by Terry Nation and aired on the which aired on the BBC between 1978 and 1981. Mm. Best years of whatever. Our thanks to Robin Jackie Emery for the plot synopsis throughout used throughout this set. Thanks, well, Robin Jackie. Robin Jackie, you did good job. Yeah, you last did, time. especially last time where we didn't have to. We didn't have to talk about the saved us a lot of unnecessary pod. <laughs> <laughs> good. Unnecessary and annoying pod. Unnecessary pod. Okay, I'm going to open mine now. What have I got? What have I, I got? I'm going to have a totally unnecessary drink. 
Oh god. I, 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 pull, I will pour myself an unnecessary drink, but 99% of the time, mm, I don't okay. drink it. That's a, that's a good good thing to have. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I really want another drink, and I'm like, I really probably don't want another drink, and then I yeah. pour it and I just let, let it sit next to my computer. And then I wake up the next morning and I come downstairs and there's old wine. Yeah, old wine smell. Yeah, oh, it's it's gross. Not good. That's not good. No, it's coffee. not, especially not if you've had more than one unnecessary oh, drink the night before. What have I yeah, got here? Yeah, we used to call them a toddy, a toddy on a second. Okay, okay no specials for me no either, specials. unfortunately, but I've got the I've got the Guardian robot from um, Seeklo Pet Destroy, Crantor and Villa, ah, Dr. Oh, Bellfire and Blake. And, and I think we haven't got the one yet, so that's good. Oh, that's good. Um, then we've got the uh, one from the one where Gand oh, had this yes, thing in his head. Oh, yes, we screen. And we've got some blue ladies, the altars. the altars. With their different hair from what's actually in the episode. You know what? It's... I think it might just be out because you can see a sort of a, a, a shine of silver on the top, and in in the episode she sort of has it pushed back, back with a with a um, headband. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that's what it is. She's just taken it out. Maybe she'd finish or for the they, day and was just about to take it off. Yet. They haven't finished makeup and they did a shot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because you don't actually ever see that shot. I don't no, think in no, the you don't see them together standing no. up like that. Interesting. Maybe it's a bit of cut footage on it. Could be. Anyway, interesting. <coughs> no possible way of finding out. Where's the card for today's episodes that when we do the synopsis, I can oh, compare. I, I can compare with the the Terry Nations thingy Terminations full illustrated Blake Seven, the program guide, the definitive handbook to the BBC TV series compiled by Tony Atwood. Blue. There we go. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Killer. Killer. You want to read that out? All right. Did I read the synopsis for Killer last time? I did from here. Yes, you did. So I did it from the guide. So this one says. Avon and Villa teleport to the planet Phosphoron to visit Tynus, a former associate of Avon, who tr agrees to help them steal a TP crystal needed to decrypt Federation messages. A derelict ship is detected approaching Phosphoron, who send a salvage craft to retrieve it. When Callie senses something malignant on board, Blake teleports to Phosphoron to meet Dr. Belfry, who's in the card, and is lovely, warning him awesome. of possible danger. Blah, 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 blah. We'll talk about that we'll in talk the talk about of all it. of it, yeah. yeah. that's basically it. <laughs> so, no, it's, a, it's a good synopsis. Yeah, they're very good. They're Thank good you. at it. Thank um, you. I assume it's Mr. and Mrs. Emery. Or bros and sisters or yeah, just happy coincidentally um, same, the same last name. <laughs> all of these things. I'm just going to get down my phone so that if I – I would like to look up Dr. Belfryer and see what his act, acting credits are as we go along because he's rather good. He's great in this. He's really, he's really appealing. And like you just jovial, not jovial so much as just he's like a trustworthy older guy, and it's, it's just yeah. it's funny, isn't it? Because he's warm, a warm. yeah, he's, he's warm and slightly cynical, but very sort of not in a condescending way. Yeah, yeah, no, he's I like him great. I really like him. I'm looking forward to when the Black Seven character boys do him. My dog doesn't make any noise ever, so I can't really talk. But yours, apart from her tail. Oh yeah, her tail's a lethal weapon. Um, okay, so today's episode, killer. Yes. Um, I want to start off with a shot of Callie and Avon at the teleport, and Callie's got, I think, her best outfit on, which Ever. is red velvet. Oh, it is good. I mean, I think we only see it the once. I think we do too. I wonder if some of the ones we only see the once ended up being too fragile. Yeah, just getting wrecked. Yeah, and getting wrecked. But although she doesn't, she doesn't do a huge amount of stuff in this episode, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're uncomfortable as well, so the, the actors. Yeah. Although or, that one looks really nice and comfy. Or too hot or too too hot under the lights. Like if it's a velvet under the lights. Yeah. And my dude Blake does wear an awful lot of puffy leather. And, and so does Avon. Avon wears, Avon oh, wears a lot of leather too. If it's leather. If it's not leather, even worse. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Not great. No. <laughs> um, so the, the Avon's teaching Kelly how to use the teleport. Uh, 
which I thought she already knew how to do, but that's yeah, cool. I thought she knew how to do it too. It's just, I don't know. Um, and then the Avon and Villa go down and there's just, a, there's just a shot of them on this sort of beachy marsh planet um, doing not much. Um, when they land. But he, doesn't Avon say, um, okay, put, you know, put us down, make it quick. And so mm-hmm. she puts them down before they even turned around. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah and then gives a little wry smile yeah. about how, you know, yeah, she's, she's pretty good. She like, I, think she was, I think she might have been a bit pissed off with a little mansplaining on, the, on Avon's part. Oh, yeah, that's um, I would have done it too, probably. There's and a good also, deal of um, speed minting in this section. Oh, this has got the best speed minting. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I watched it yesterday and I thought, oh, that's the, that's the longest speed mint. Yeah, it goes for yeah, a long time. I'm pretty time. sure. Actually, we should probably rank. <laughs> speed mints episodes. How, how long yeah which is the I think longest, longest we've got 10 so seconds of speed mints yeah and it's um and Avon yeah runs like he has this I've never seen anyone run like that before and Villa is more conventional in his running style um and they're running around uh trying to get towards some sort of complex which has obviously been painted onto the frame yeah as an effect but it's still quite well done similar to the dime oh you reckon? Well, for the time, I think. Everybody's in domes, though, everywhere. Phosphor yeah. on earth, it's just domes, dome upon dome upon dome. Yeah, and but, the, but then once they get inside, there's no indication that it's a dome, which is always fun, too. No, it just looks like every other federation. Yeah. It looks like Space Command. It looks like everything's white. Yeah. Although in this one, I've got to say, this has got some of the best outfits of oh, any yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we might get to that in a minute. We will. It's so, so cool. So they're trying to get... Avon and Villa are trying to get into this place. We, we cut back up to the Liberator where... Um, Blake and Blake and Jenna are just um, lazing around obviously happy to let Avon and Villa do all the work down on the planet and they found some sort of drifting ship mm. um, comes up on screen and it's a, it's a pretty good model yeah it's not too Tiny bad model. it's sort of like mm. got round little bits on the side that are clearly engines and it's sort of streamline shape and yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yep. Um, um, and it's a, what they work out that it's a Wanderer class. Yes, which is 700 years old and one of the first ever deep space vehicles. Yes. Um, and so, I think that Bate calculates that it would have taken thousands of years for it to get out this far. Yeah, so it's obviously not... Um, yeah, it's not... It hasn't gotten here on its own steam. And Jenna yeah. says something online, it well, must have been convoyed or... Why would it have been captured and then set adrift again? Like, yeah. What's the it's point all of that? a bit weird and a bit suspicious. Um, and while they're talking about this, Callie sort of has a little... Um, freak out. A nervy turn. Ooh, freak out. <laughs> a telepathic freak out that yeah. says, oh, there's, there's life on it. There's someone I alive on it. life and that's clearly impossible and... Um, yeah, and she's she's all you know. There's something malignant on that ship. I'm not, you know, don't don't go across. You know, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And so yeah, they, she tells him point like, don't go across, don't teleport there. It's nasty over there. Yeah. Um, so Blake and uh, Jenna go all right. We won't then back on the planet. Um, Avon and Villa see a rocket launch, which is the um, base sending salvage up for this ship to that have a look at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Kelly. Kelly's picking up so much weirdness, but she doesn't. They don't. They don't warn them until no. a bit later on. No, um, right. Inside the complex, uh, oh, Blake doesn't Blake ask for the details of every wanderer class? Yeah, vehicle. he asks for more rank. So, and we work out at this point that it must be seven or eight hundred years old. This ship. Yes. So that means that people have been going into deep space for seven or eight hundred years. This is a very far future. Yeah, um, which yeah. I think is really interesting and good for Blake Seven because they've gone okay. Let's just. Make it so far in the future that you, that you can't even really connect with how what we're doing now. Yeah, and it's interesting too because later on in series three, there's a, there's, there's a bit where Servalan makes that palace. 
Yes, yes, yes. And, and it, it's just uh, it's an absurd anachronism. Oh, yeah. So it's like a Regency period or like later probably, a Georgian sort of mansion. Yeah. And um It looks yeah. like it looks like Netherfield from Pride and Prejudice. So it probably is. It, it probably is, yeah. <laughs> um they probably paid quite a bit of money toward to, to to the estate in order yeah, to film yeah. there. Well, I mean there's a whole bunch of of estates in England that that's sort of how they get all their revenue. Yeah. Like you see that house from Pride and Prejudice, the nineteen ninety two for sale. Is it? Do you want to buy At it? At the moment. Oh wow, that'd be so cool. It's got, there's apparently there's six different properties on the land. Right. And that um, all of them are for sale. The whole property's up for sale. Wow. You sort of go and live in oh, Lizzie Bennett's house. I love that. Of course, it must be cripplingly expensive to maintain. Yeah, I mean, just, a lot of the time they sell these things really cheap because they, they, can't, they, they afford can't afford it. And they've got to get out. Yeah. yeah. They're all in and it's too, too much. It's too much. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so back on the planet, they see, they see this thing go up. Um, then we get, then we go inside the complex and you can see these magnificent outfits for the first time. Oh, they're so good! I, it's, it's impossible to even explain them. No, I, I think I can. But anyway, conveniently though, Blake and Villa break in and they find two of these amazing sort of big brown. They just like, look like uh, they look like it's like a big waterproof, like it's like waterproof material, mm. but it's sort of. I'm trying to brown think. and it's shiny. Like a pool cover. It is. It is like a pool cover. Isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like like an insulated pool cover. Yeah. Um, made into some sort of cape, and it makes and it makes this pretty swishy sound. And, and they're and they're on. quite stiff and yeah. yeah it, it's, it's just it doesn't look at all practical in any but way. They're very good. No. It, and 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 also conveniently too, everybody walking around the thing has it's complex has. It's all, lots of them are wearing glasses and things and visors. So yeah, and they're very all wearing easy to disguise yourself. So it's obviously a, a uniform of some kind. Yeah. Or they're all just really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, they're strange outfits. And that's clearly like what the people on the base, base are wearing. Mm. But when you cut to Dr. Belfry and Dr. Gambrel, they're wearing white stuff. So it's they're the same. wearing it. Yeah, it's obviously, it's obviously a colour is assigned to section. Yeah. Because the people who wear Aeon and Villa hang out for most of the episode are all wearing brown. engineering type yeah. colour. Yeah. And, the do- and the Dr. Belfry and his assistant Gambrel are in, all in white. We only see those two. Oh, then yeah. there's more. Oh god, there's even more better. Oh, that, those, later on. Later on. on. <laughs> I was saving them. They're, they're easy to describe. <laughs> Very easy to describe. Um, but anyway, so they, so Avon and Villa grab these outfits to put on, and we cut to a man who has um, lots of cicadas in a tank. And he's sketching yes, them. Yes, and he's sketching them very poorly. He's using textures. Like yeah, like textures. coloured textures. Yeah, they're not they're not Copic markets or anything like that. No, they're, no, they're like they're shitty little textures. Stuff that you get from a two dollar shop or they're from Kmart. Crayola. They're Crayola. Yeah, Crayola textures. To <laughs> the do ones that really... the ones that click together in big long. Yeah, yeah, big long line. <laughs> And they, um, oh, anyway, so he's, for some reason he's texturing in a cicada, very, very um, basic, I mean, much better than I could do, but a very well, basic the, the, drawing the, of a the cicada. The he's, he's colouring it. The sketch is already there and the sketch is quite good, but the colouring is not doing great. Um, he's got amazing hair. Who has, sorry, where are we? The guy who's sketching the cicadas. Tynus. Tynus. His hair is like this, it's sort of um, orange. Oh, he looks like, we were talking about it yesterday, yeah. he looks like Dave, uh, David Caruso. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but he's and he's got that red hair that's sort of pale red. Yes, and it sort of sweeps up from his forehead and curls around. I'm and wondering if it is to a bit of a comb over. It's, if it is, it's a very good. Comb it's over. A very well done. Um, so uh, we get some more speed mincing. Um, oh yeah, because yeah, that speed mince from when they teleport down to the entrance is the longest speed mince. But there's a bit more speed mincing, and then <laughs> for some unknown reason. 
<laughs> I get to Titus's door. Or before that, Avon says, you know, is this the right, Phil's like, is this, oh, is this the right direction? And Avon's like, he's the COO, we're in the command section, and has a certain logic to it or something like that. Yeah. Something condescending, you know. And so they get to Titus's door, which is labelled Titus. And <laughs> instead of just sort of knocking or walking in, that Avon just decides to snap kick the door, kick the door open. He kicks the door open. He snap kicks in right in the middle. And, um, and Titus doesn't even, like, react to that he just says what are you men doing in here why did like, you why did you kick my door why did you snap kick the door you could have knocked you could have <laughs> it's weird. just weird and they run in like all sort of <laughs> a, a bit of crap food pose yeah, definitely and, yeah it's pretty funny it's very funny and everyone's like hello Tynus. and yes yeah, so chat, yeah. chat, chat. they know each other they know each other and it's all like the the it's not a warm greeting on any on either end is it really no. they, they they know each other um and then Villa t- talks to Avon about how I didn't believe you had a friend. And I hope you can trust him. I told you he's a friend of mine. Yes, I always knew you had a friend. I used to say to people, I bet Avon's got a friend somewhere in the galaxy. And you were right. That must be a novel experience for you. Um, and then we realise why they're there. They want a crystal in order to break a Federation card. So far. So that seems to be like we don't ever get any other episodes that talk much about this but like they need to stay one step ahead of the federation to do that they need to keep breaking their, breaking codes. their encryption codes and for this they need a particular crystal and Tynus helpfully explains that it's keyed to the frequency of the crystal and it's impossible and blah 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 yeah and there's a the code so so Avon sort of comes up with a plan to destroy the crystal or damage it so they have to get a replacement and then they'll just take or pretend to damage it yeah. so they have to get a replacement so he can take the one that's not the replacement um uh, the, the, and Tynus is understandably a bit. I was like, "This is impossible. My neck would be on the block, and my head would be on the block, and this is, you know." And I was like, "You owe me because you and the they were in the fraud together." Mm. And Avon kept his mouth shut about Tynus, and Tynus got away scot free. Yep. So, and yeah. not with five million credits. And not with though. even five million credits, probably. And, and somehow has made it to be COO of a space station in yeah. the meantime. But anyway, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, whatever it is, station, station on on Vosfrum. Um, but yeah, so Tynus is basically, Avon basically blackmails Tynus into helping them because he says, if you don't help us, then I'll tell everyone that you are my partner in the fraud and he's all, uh, um, but in the, then Tynus is like, I'll oh, think about it. And he, and he, he says, gets called cause he's wanted. And he gives a note to a dude. Basically you can see that he's betraying. Yeah, you can tell. He says, like, go and find out what this is. Because one of them says, I think that the guy comes up to say, we found a derelict spacecraft, yeah. we've launched an interceptor, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, well, this is more in Dr. Belfry's line. Go and chat to him about it. But I'll come and talk to you outside for a second. And come and talk to him. And then he gives him a note, which basically, you know, we find out later it's him, you know, selling the land where that Avon's here. And, uh, meanwhile, don't we go back to the Liberator and the, the... Uh, not yet. They turn, this is this goes on for ages because then they come back and they're talking about it. Uh, then we go to the science guys, oh, the okay. doctors, Doctor Belfryer and Gam Gamble 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 G A M B R I W L. Um, and they're talking about the derelict spacecraft, and as they're chatting, um, I think he's Blake by this stage has sent a warning down. Yes, to the um to the doctors and to the whole planet that there's something malignant on the ship. So they so they just so they decide to um, do full quarantine in the recovery of this uh, spacecraft, which is fantastic for us because that's when we get to see the best things, the best best things ever. Um, (laughs) But but uh, back to Avon and Tynus, Tynus is obviously trying to delay Avon and Avon and Villa, and he says that it'll take ten hours to do the plan. They've got this ridiculously complicated plan to do. 
Avon tells Blake it was going to take 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 him ten hours to do, and he's a bit shitty about that. Yeah, but, you know, and, and yeah, Villa says, but Blake, yeah, that's too long, and Blake will be, and, and Avon's just, well, we need the crystal, which is kind of weird because Avon is sort of seems to want to be at once they're ahead of the federation and less sort of chaotic neutral than he normally is. Well, that's explained a bit later on in the episode too. They have a big discussion about that, but I think it's later on. So when okay. when when they're in the waiting period, um, Blake decides he's going to go down and check out the ship because yeah, he's, confu- he's 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 heard about the by this stage oryx got back to him with all of the wanderer class stuff and they're, and they're trying to the keep one that's unaccounted for is yeah. this one the one the one of the wanderer class ships that is unaccounted for went went missing in the darkling zone yeah um which is kind of like the space equivalent of the bermuda triangle yeah uh, jenna talks about how spaceships keep disappearing there and it's quite close to earth but um, and they say it's a big media storm in there and that's why but the implication is that no there's some aliens in there who don't like us um which comes out a bit better later on i suppose um so blake decides to go down he teleports down um into oh before he teleports down then we get we get the shot of the people in the michelin suits yeah so there's no other way to describe they're michelin men they're michelin men and they're just standing there in a nice light it sort of reminds me a little bit of dune Mm. um and some of the costuming here reminds me a little bit of dune just smaller this, yeah, the sort of the costume designer for Dune was extraordinarily famous, and I don't know who it was. It was oh no, no, it wasn't. It was um, yeah, it was Jean Paul Gaultier, I think. No, that was for Fifth Element, but I'm, oh, I, I'm not sure about. Okay. But I, I'm pretty sure that the costume designer for the Dune film was someone very, very famous. And in it any sort case, of reminds me sort of the puffiness of it's like the Harkonnens, the sort of the, yeah, the, the Harkonnen shit suits, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and but basically, they just look like big Michelin men. Or if you don't know what a Michelin man is, I think everybody knows what a Michelin man they is. They do. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a cross-cultural thing. I think so. They also look a bit like the state bath marshmallow. Because Mich- Michelin is a French thing. And oh. that's where, so it, our English listeners would know what a, what a Michelin man is. And if, you, if you're anywhere else, just, just Google Michelin man. And, and it'll come it'll, up. It'll come up. And, but, yeah, also, if you don't know, if you can't immediately bring that to mind, then stay past, the state bath marshmallow the, man. Yeah, that's right. That's what they look Puffy like. Puffy rings of white. It's, and they're clearly inflated. Like It's, it's fabulous. The, the suit is clearly put on the person either inflated later or they have to step into something that's inflated. <laughs> I'm just like, I wonder or, how they do it it's it, it's just great i mean you know those um they've got those uh <laughs> those uh, sumo suits have you yeah, ever, yeah, have you ever yeah, done yeah, that the fake sumo suit. yeah it, it looks yeah. like the fake sumo suit. I, I i once back when i first started going out with my husband and he's quite um well he wasn't back there well i don't know i went i went to back before the financial crisis meant that this sort of stuff doesn't happen anymore um i went to the work christmas party for him. Oh, and they had a sumo he suit. works for a fairly large bank and um and back then they used to do things like, you know, give work parties where they gave you free booze and um, they don't do that anymore. Uh, but, um, yeah, they had, they had some suits, so we, we, we played that. That was hilarious. It's, it's great fun. Mm. It's, well, that's what it reminds me of, too. Sumo yeah. suit slash Michelin Man. Um, I just Googled um, June's costume design. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of. Rob Ringwood. Okay, well, then. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah so Blake, teleport. These, uh, they, these guys go off to go into the ship in their full... Um, uh, full Michelin men suits, and they they find a dead body in there, um, which they prep to get out. And they bring the dead body back. But what before this, Blake teleports down as the exhaust from the ship landing is sort of filling up this room and venting this room. So he sort of teleports right down in the middle of it and starts coughing up a storm. And um, Dr. Belfire is watching it on the screen. He's like, "Get get in there and get him out of there, that, that dumb idiot! idiot. That giddy idiot! What's he doing in there? Get out of there, man!" So um, they, they, they collect Blake, Blake and bring him back to the science station. And Belfire and Gamble, we've already established, are very sort of 
easygoing, nice dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Blake sort of had to chat with them while they while the while the uh, quarantine guys are getting the body out. Blake has a nice chat with him and it tells him that he's the one who um, gave them the warning about the ship, um, and then tells them who he is, which is a bit of a big risk. Yeah, and um, therein comes one of the best lines in the thing, which yeah. probably... you may have heard of me. My name is Blake. Yes, but then we are absent-minded scientists, you see. In fact, we've forgotten your name already. Haven't we, Gambrook? Whose name, sir? Then they they get on with the autopsy, don't they? Well, they get, they, get, they get on with um, getting the body in. Which begs the question of where the other two crew members are. Because I think earlier Blake says, you know, there's three people on the ship. It's like, only, and Jenna's like, only three? It's like, well, there's no room for anybody else. It's like living in a pickle barrel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, bangs on a bit about hibernation pills and the things that were required to get you into deep space in those days. Mm. Um, so we don't know where the other two crew members are. No, we don't. So there's just this one. And, and it, it's, uh, you know, that comes later, actually. Um, after that, just while this is all sorted out, they go back to Tynus' office and... Um, they go in to have a look at where the crystal is kept, the communication device, right. and that's and quite. A, it's it's a terrible deception. Avon yeah. does another thing where he, he accidentally pushes something off, knocks a pencil off the table, and like a cat, and looks under where the crystal is <laughs> to have a look at. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, but he's having a look and to see how he can get how he can get the crystal out and how he, how they can arrange the fault. And um, Timers is a then being a bit of an ass to Avon about how hard it's going to be, and Avon just starts threatening him with, with blackmail yeah, again. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't work the first time, or did work. The first time. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Um, it's just, yeah, anyway. I mean, I, there's a plot holes there too because, I mean, who would believe Avon? I mean, Tyson would just be able to say, hello, he's a fugitive from the Federation, doesn't know anything. Mm. Oh, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, sorry, hang on. I'm not speaking to the mic. Um, and then they head back and... So then we get the autopsy, and this is this is a bit of back and forth between the doctor's office and um, and the autopsy room, which is quite a good room. So it's like a little glass and where people can sit to look through and then there's a doctor, an elderly doctor in the room with this corpse. But the quarantine control's really bad it's here. terrible, too, yeah. Because the doctor's just wearing a little face mask. Yep. And if it was anything truly bad, the doctor's dead he would no get matter it. what. Yeah. The doctor is dead no matter what. Um, and anyway, so he starts doing the... Um, the autopsy and there's it's it's a bit of tension building because it goes for a fairly long time they're looking at stuff they find out they find a dog tag that tells us that he's one of the original crew even yeah. though the, even though it's been 700 years the body should be dust by now yeah um they find a surgical scar oh. on his neck oh. which oh. like speculates about later on later on um and <laughs> and of course we all know what's going to happen here because the corpse is obviously a person. Like, you yeah, know how yeah. sometimes you see corpses and you know that that's just a model? This is obviously a person. It's a person with some pebble creep put on yeah. all over him. Um, so you know he's going to get up and Play start mask. attacking the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, of course, that's what happens. The ECG... Um, the brain activity... Brain activity starts spikes. Yep. And the doctor gets strangled. And as he's being strangled, everyone... Rushes. rushes into the room, breaking quarantine, and yeah. the doctor is killed, and the body collapses and doesn't get back up again. Yeah. Um. So there's that. They don't shut down the section yet, um, no. which is dumb again yeah. because the quarantine has been broken. But because they don't realise, and then they um, don't. I mean, we all. I mean, I think that there was an element of this when I was watching it again. That I know what happens, so yeah. I am looking at this with. Um, Having been spoiled, the going benefit of hindsight. You, this yeah. is this is dumb, stupid. You're mm. being dumb, stupid. Don't do this. Mm. Um, but yeah, had I been watching it for the first time, unspoiled, and I can't remember how I reacted to it the first time. No, but then we get the news quite soon that the two the two boys that rushed in to help Doctor 
um, strangled. Get di- get get. Um, oh, before that happens, let me go back to Villain and This is where oh, the um, okay. This is where the discussion about Blake happens, which is a really interesting little discussion where um, Avon. Uh, well, Villa is accusing Avon of being altruistic by getting this um, crystal and working so hard to get it. And, oh, okay. and Avon oh, explains, yes. no, 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 it's self-interest. If we don't have the, if we don't have the crystal, then we're all going to get killed. Yeah. Um, you don't have a lot of time for Blake, do you? I could never stand heroes. A quarter of a million volts and you're putting your hand in. Ah, but that is self-interest. We need that crystal. Blake takes risks to help other people. Sometimes people he doesn't even know. One day that great big bleeding heart of his will get us all killed. Unless somebody ditches him first. Then we go back to Blake. And Blake posits the theory that the corpse was injected, well, was altered with cybernetics so it could be remotely controlled and that's what the surgical oh, scale was about right and that's why the corpse woke up and was able to yeah strangle it wasn't them. actually a woken up corpse it got up and strangled them and the reason why it did that was so that people would rush in and break, it would break quarantine um and that's that's when we find out that the two guys who rushed in are sick yeah. and um they, they go to sick bay and so then quarantine sick bay do the rest of it you know, and, and then let's, you know, how are they doing? And they're, they're already they're dead. dead. They're dead already, yeah. It is dead. Uh, yeah, and so they, they isolate the sick bay and everyone in it. And then we go back to Tynus where Will Fryer tells Tynus about the fact that there's a plague going on. And Tynus goes, well, this could help us, actually. Yeah, yeah. We could end up... Um, we be focused on the plague and not focused on yeah. the fire that he's going to create. Yeah, it's right, because they create a fire in order to cause a malfunction. It's all, it's all a bit complicated and not actually necessary for us to recount, I don't The think. fire is, because it's an oxygen-rich atmosphere, the fire means that everybody will be focused on that, and that's time to steal the crystal and yeah. then explode the room that the crystal's in mm. and get the new one. So they do, oh, do back, all of that. I didn't mention when, when Villa and Avon were having that discussion that the reason why Villa was... Um, impressed by Avon doing this thing is that he has to in order to get the crystal out he has to work right next to something like 30,000 voltage um, um, and right. if he slips a little bit then he dies basically yeah actually I think that's the line from Avon saying if you if you know be quiet or let me concentrate you know if I touch that then what's left of me at the finish won't be enough to fit into a sandwich that's right yes <laughs> that's a pretty good Avon yeah, good one. yeah I'm just gonna uh, yeah. do you want can I just say, your phone makes me ter- terribly, terribly anxious. I, look, I looked at this the other day. Why? Okay, I, 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 I'm, I'll probably cut this out, but I need to, I need to inform my sister because it's, it's worrying me. Yeah. She has 146 unread texts. <laughs> 146 unread texts. I've already seen them. I just but, see them. They're only short. But they're... how do you deal with the little red numbers next to the green? Oh, the God, card? you might just see my email. It's ridiculous. Oh, God. I, yeah, I... I well, lots of them are from my husband reminding me to do things that I don't want to do. <laughs> so I read them and I just don't delete them. I should just delete them. And then I'm well, I don't delete any of my texts. I just that I just read... I just can't deal with a little red number. Oh, okay. Well, I just read that one, so that's okay. Cool. So you've got 145 now. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Um, okay. So, um, uh, uh, where yeah. were we before I got Avon anxious about your Avon, about your Avon, social media presence? Avon not fitting inside a sandwich. Yes, and um, yeah. Then then we get then, then we get into sort of like the the car chase section of of the story where it's just back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You know that Bellfire and Blake are trying to fix the virus. And Avon and Villa are trying to get this um, crystal. Yeah. And not very little more plot happens here. No, that's right. But Blake offers to help out to send the, to analyse the virus. Yes. Back in the thing. Um, and um, Belfry gives him a few clear dice that are data blocks that contained all the data mm. from it. And then um, uh, 
People are dying like yeah, flies at this stage. They do, they do spreading everywhere. Blake says turn off the aircon because that'll stop it spreading if it's airborne. Um, has it explained why Blake and the others don't actually get? Oh, because they're in quarantine in there. No, no that it's, they're just lucky. It is. It, I, I, that's one of the reasons why this um, particular episode squicks me out a bit. This is because yeah. they don't. They never put, they don't put on masks or gloves or anything. And one stage villa is within about two feet of oh, crawling, crawling and dying. <laughs> and um, and I just get I, I, I just get. I mean, I know it's a plot device, but yeah, it seems too convenient that none of them get infected. You know what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> they could have raised the stakes a bit. If one of them had been infected, but the, the the problem with the whole virus is that it kills people in like twelve minutes or something yeah. like that. And so, and again, my my scientific mind was like, that doesn't work. If a virus kills someone that quickly, there's not enough time for it, it to incubate. And, and, and it's, also, it's also not a very good virus because it's not. Well, it's a good virus, I suppose, if you're trying to do what we think the virus is going to do. But it's not a good virus. It's not a good virus in terms of being a virus because it kills its host too quickly. Yeah. So it's not good. Unless it's you're not actually, very good at being a virus. Unless you actually got everyone who was going to you wanted killed in it from it, yeah. But then we don't. We also don't know what it's um, how long it can survive outside the body. Yeah, that's true. Actually, so if, if it, it needs a host, yeah. If it can, if, it, if it's just if that planet's completely infected, yeah. that it's entirely possible that the whole place will just yeah have to be nuked from orbit. Well, it's just where, yeah, that's right. You, actually, I say we take off, nuke the place from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. That's the only way to be sure. Fucking a! It's the only way to be sure. Um. So yeah. Um. We got, we got sidetracked there, but the, but the, but the rush to find a cure, it looks like they're going to find a cure. Like, Belfire yeah. is, is yeah. lovely and remarkably calm about the whole thing. And yeah, he's super calm while they're like, dropping like flies everywhere. That's mm-hmm. been my only criticism. He's like, there's no panic at all, I suppose. There's no room for it. I wonder if they're, I mean, I wonder if they're on a particular type of Federation drugs. Because he and, he oh, and yeah. Gambrel are both really cool. They're and... really chilled out, aren't they? <laughs> um, yeah, they are, they are very chill. Um, um, but yeah, he's obviously, gonna, he's, 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 he's a good scientist. He knows what he's doing with the help of uh, Blake and, and Orac, they've got all the information they need to, to, to fix the virus. Um, back with Avon and Villa, they work out. Oh, that's right. There's a really good bit where um, uh, Villa tries to clean up some, oh, some burnt stuff yeah. um, because Tynus uses uh, a detonator to create the fire and, and he, he brings, brings it back in. Back in and he says, I'm just, make sure I'm just making sure it's destroying the evidence here. Yeah, and, and, he, and he crumbles it and uh, Villa being uncharacteristically tidy, he sort of sweeps it up onto a piece of paper. Well, actually, Tynus says, get rid of it. So Villa sweeps up another piece of paper where Tynus, which is the piece of paper under which Tynus has written the message that he gives secretly to the other guy. Yeah, and so they do the little thing where the, where the soot from the fire stuff brings up the message, and that's how they find out that Tynus has betrayed them to the Serverland. Um, and then it go, then they we go into a few discussions between Avon and um, Villa about the fact that Tynus won't want Avon to be picked up by the Federation because as soon as Avon's picked up, he's going to tell him. The bane, so. so that means obviously that Tynus has to kill Avon yeah. and probably Villa too yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, well, definitely Villa because Villa knows as well. Before the end of, uh, before Servan comes. Um, do you want my sock? I don't Do they get the crystal in the end? Mm, they do get the crystal in the end. And then. But they get the crystal in the end because of the, the, the plague has gone absolutely out of control. Um, Avon just says, well, we can just destroy the entire panel and, and it's there's so much chaos that people won't notice yeah, if you've taken yeah. the crystal. They don't have to do this elaborate thing where they were trying to get well, the replacement come back in. So he goes into the crystal room and then Tynus sort of turns up with a gun ready to kill them and um, they have a little bit of crap food. Bit of crap foo. Bit of crap foo, and Tynus gets electrocuted by the vaults that we're going to kill. Oh, that's right. Avon. He throws him onto the panel and 
Yeah. We don't get to see no, his face. He doesn't fit into a sandwich. I want no, to see. No, no, no. I want to see the tiniest sandwich. Disappointing. <laughs> um, no tiniest sandwich for you. What are you yeah, doing? You so, um, so they get back up, up upstairs, and then they've a bit of chat between Belfry and thing and Belfry. This thing is well, that's the silly part of the episode. It's sad though. It's sad, um, but it's also silly where Belfry is like, well, it's too late for us, but here's the anti serum or the what is it called when you're anti the antiviral agent. Yeah. And so he has the formula. Says, oh, it's beautiful. It's so simple. And he's like, okay, we're recording you, Dr. Belfryer. Tell us and the he, formula and we'll... And he reads, starts reading back the formula and like after the first couple of letters of the formula. HNO. Oh, my God. Dr. Belfryer. Dr. Belfryer. I've forgotten how to read. <laughs> and... Which... No, it... 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 it, it, it <laughs> anyway. I'm not entirely sure. And... Surely that... you could just take a photo with your phone and send him the photo. Oh, no, that's exactly right. <laughs> Well, given, I mean, also, you would think that Zen or Aurat could work it out. But anyway. Mm. Um, so they're going to go. As they're talking about this, uh, uh, Blake sort of says, okay, well, they're all dead. We need to put a plague warning around the planet. Otherwise, uh, it'll spread. And, and Avon's like, are you are you mad? Surf lands on her way. Yeah. She'll land and get the virus and die. And then we won't have to worry about her anymore. Yeah. And, and Avon has, Blake has a bit of a thing. and says, look, well, yeah, she'll die, but she'll spread it everywhere else as well. And yeah, then, that's right. Um, as Villa and Avon probably are about to do. <laughs> yes, because they're obviously infected too. Um, so they don't. They end up putting a plague warning around and buggering off with the crystal. But so they, they succeeded. Everyone on the planet is dead, but they've yeah. succeeded in their mission. Um, and you know, it's funny because I would have thought with Servalan, if I found a plague beacon around a planet where Blake had been, I'd ignore it. Right. Yeah, it could be a ruse. So she but might still go down, but she probably wouldn't go down. She'd send a few troopers down and get a couple of mutoids. Them die. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, it's just, it's also kind of a bit scary because um, it's a biological weapon that's fairly. You think it'd be okay to harness? Sure, yeah, I would have. I would have thought that the um, the Federation would want to get their hands on it. Yeah, and look, I think they've worked out, and this is the whole reason for the plague as well. They've worked out that whoever's in the Darkling Zone. Whoever goes in there, mm. they give this virus to, so that they it wants to keep people out of there. Yeah, they, although they want to wipe humanity out. Yeah, humanity's too close to them. But they don't want to wipe them out by leaving their darkling zone. They want to actually send this virus out to. Yeah. Basically, they're xenophobic people in the darkling zone that are trying to kill everybody that might come in anywhere near there, and all the ships disappear in there, obviously. But one of, they've sent one of them out. Hey, you. Cut it out. I mean, and that's that's kind of an implication too. If there's been lots of ships that have disappeared in there, that, that that this isn't not the only one. Yeah, that's true. So true, it's it? kind of a bit up in the air there. It's a good. I like it as a science fiction concept. I really like it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's interesting. So. Yeah, I think I think I mean this time. I suppose it's time for the question. Did you like this episode? I did like you? this episode, and Me it was too. it's funny because I said I said I used to always skip this one. And I think it was half, half. I mean, I didn't, we didn't describe it, but the way that the makeup does the um, the effects of the virus was pretty gross. Like they get all puffy and red. Yeah, and, lots of blisters. Um, and, blisters and, yeah, it's not nice. And there's there's that whole bit with the corpse as well, which wasn't a... Cosmo. Wait, you. He's my junction motor today. <laughs> or my Brian. He's crazy, crazy. What dog. are you doing, Cosmo? Come here, come here. Stop being a stop being a pain. So cute though. He is so cute. Um, um, yeah. So I, 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 so I think that I skipped it because I was squeamish about it. Oh really? Because okay. um, the story is really good, and I also skipped it. I think because back then I was a bit. I felt sorry for, for Avon because of all the business with Tynus and how you know. Oh, I've got one friend in her. You don't. No. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. But, but, but younger Imogen wasn't as keen on this one. Yeah. Uh, whereas I, I think having we watched it now, I'm 
I actually do like it a lot. I like it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, um, I like it for Dr. Belfry, who I've just look, looked up, and his name was Paul Daneman, um, RSVP, died in 2001 um, at the ripe old age of 75. But, yeah, he was sort of, you know, a theatre and TV and film actor. Gamble, and Gamble was very familiar looking too. Let me have a little Dr. Google. Um, um, because, yeah, I liked this episode too. I liked it particularly for Gamble and um, yeah. Belfryer. Gamble, you know. they, they, they just had a really, really nice chemistry and they were really – and I was very sad when they died. Yeah. <laughs> like it was Particularly there. sad when Gamble – because the last thing that Gamble has to do is seal off the section. Yeah. And so Belfry says to him, seal off the section, it's the only way to contain the chaos. And you see him finish talking to him on the intercom mm. and then he sort of looks around, he's about to go off and then you see that he's – because the first symptom is memory loss. Mm. And you see that he's, oh, I've forgotten – to seal for sex and he just walks off yeah and, and then it, and then walks off and within two seconds he's sort of convulsing on the floor yeah. dying that is pretty squeamish it's some good some good acting yeah that's sort of brian contender acting actually yes um so hang on let me just have a, i'm just going to search gambrel and see if i can find out him and in the meantime ask you imogen did you have a brian i shall return to them brian um i did have a brian and my Brian was actually Dr. Belfire. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to do it as a combined Brian because I think Belfire and Gamble together. Um, they're just, just the way they react to Blake is just so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we've already forgotten it. And, and yeah. also, before that, before they do that, they're having some nice gentle ripping of, um, of, Dr. of, of Tynus. Of Tynus. And it, because Tynus, and, and there's an indication of that too with Tynus is talking about the doctors as well at one point and saying, oh, they're all bloody, they're all bloody insane and awful. And it's like inter, interdepartmental. Um, bitchiness. Yeah, this place is full of psychotics. It's <laughs> yes. pretty harsh. Like, I've certainly worked in places that have got psychotics working there, but um, I wouldn't necessarily say it out loud in the workplace. <laughs> well, no. Well, I, it's obvious that Gamble and Belfire are best buddies too. So I think that you know they're the ones who go out together and get pissed and bitch about command HQ. Um, because the guy who plays Gamble is called Colin Farrell, and he's clearly not. He's not Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Guy, um, he's been in a heap of stuff though. Yeah. Um, okay, still around, but you know, I'm there. Actor, composer, apparently. Interesting. Actor and composer. He was in Gandhi, apparently. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Um, if I Google Colin Farrell, I'll just get Colin Farrell. Yeah. No. No. We'll never see. No point googling that. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, did you have a Brian? Um. Yeah. I think probably it's just got to be. Um, it's just got to be Avon for the speed mincing. And I know that I, know that I am um, stealing this wholeheartedly from the Shaken Black Boys from ages and ages ago, but just the way Avon tears across that thing. And Villa runs like like pretty athletically, arms up, you know, nice heel toe, um, foot strike, you know, so it's reasonably, you know, it's. <laughs> You don't, yeah, it's definitely a particular gait that runs. Yes. That's sort of like, like I'm going to run this way and I don't give a rat's what anybody thinks. I don't care what people <laughs> I remember call mum, mum when, we was, when we were back, when we were watching these things over and over and over and over again, um, she, I think she called uh, Avon a ponce because yeah. of the way he walked. Yeah. And that, like, the, which you, you know, she, my mum's, yeah, you can't say it anymore, my mum's. Yeah. In her 70s. Yeah. So, um, and, she, and she certainly did not mean it in any sort of homophobic way. What she meant no, was... No, that's, that's a pretty weird walk. It's a pretty poncy way to walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she, it, it's true. 
He does. He moves very strangely. Yeah, yeah. It's All around. Gait. Mm. I don't know if it's sort of a, anyway. Yeah, but I think that yeah, just the the speed mincing from um, uh, speed mincing from um, at the Arrow is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a good. It's a good episode all around. I reckon. Yeah. Um, oh, we're pretty. We're probably much done. I think. Pretty much. Just although we should have a look at. I found Colin Farrell on that's not him. That's him. Oh, that's it is general. him. But whenever you go click on the Wikipedia link, it's not for this guy. It goes straight to Colin Farrell, Irish actor. Well, there you so, go. That's a shame. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I think he's oh, been. Yeah, in, I think he was in some Doctor Who episodes and stuff like that as well. There we go. Spare a thought for British actor, character actor Colin Farrell now condemned to be referred to as Colin Colin Farrell too. <laughs> but he's been around for much longer than the I other know. Colin Farrell. Ah, chap is the affable, boyish, slightly sneaky-looking Colin Farrell who showed up on some decent TV in the seventies and eighties. Yep. Um. Uh, so, see, so some of these things are just people that I don't even notice from ages. Oh, he's in Midsummer Murders. Oh, we've of got course to do the Midsummer. We have to start doing the Midsummer Murders count. I'll, okay, that's what I'll get on to. Okay, Nick, this week I have to do. It. There is a Midsummer Murders. On. Which which episode is it? Gee, he's aged well. The, the, the caption on that is in the inevitable Midsummer <laughs> Murders. <laughs> Everyone's in Midsummer Murders. He's ta- it's been obliged in recent years to take the billing as Cole Farrell. Cole. Oh, dear. How Poor funny. bastard. He's the yeah, original. He was, he's been there before the other Colin Farrell was even born. Mm. Colin Farrell 2, IMDb. That's what he's called on IMDb. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's like Travis and cosplay Travis. I know. Oh, dear. He's um, my favourite now. Colin Farrell is my new favourite. Yeah. Colin Farrell 2. He's awesome. Yeah, no. I, it's Colin Farrell 2. It is on IMDb. It's Colin Farrell 2, but it hasn't got anything else really for him. Hang on. So this has become Colin Farrell cast. Let's go. You know, I'm going to find everything he's in. We're going to watch every single thing he's in. Yeah, yeah. He's in Gandhi. So you know. yeah, he looked. He just looks so familiar. Whereas yeah. I didn't. I didn't recognise um, Belfry. Even yeah, though. no. But Belfry would be different because Colin Farrell is much younger than Belfry was. So um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway so everybody likes him. I'm feeling um, sorry for him. But um, so what have we got next week before the doggo goes bananas? She's already going bananas. He wants to go out and annoy my dog. Okay, well, we've got something decent. I think, no, next week is the, honestly, the shittiest episode. It is the worst one. It's possibly, it's definitely on my, what's what's we decided? What did we decide? It's going to be seeing this alpha, but then it's now, now it's Planet Saliva. Yeah, it's definitely on Planet Saliva. (laughs) It's in an ocean of spit. Yeah, it's so bad. (laughs) It is really Um, bad. It's it's hostage. Hostage. Okay, let's. um, It's going to give us a lot of good sound drops, though. Sheesh. Oh, yeah. Lots of good sound drops from this one. Um, an unprecedented wave of attacks is launched against the Liberator by a fleet of Federation pursuit ships using a cloaking device. Oh, they've nicked the one that everyone Despite made. damage to the Liberator, the ship escapes from the attack. A message is received from the planet X-Bar decoded by Orak and is found to come from Travis, who suggests that he is now an outlaw like Blake and the two should pool their resources. The Travis reveals that he has captured Blake's cousin, Inga, who will be killed unless Blake comes to X-Bar. Anyway, off Blake goes to X-Bar mm-hmm. to make out with his cousin. Just spoilers. Yeah. It is yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah. It's gross. Anyway, um, it's dreadful. It's an awful episode. We hate it. There's nothing good about it. No. I don't think there's anything good about it. Quimos. They're not, they're not good. No, you're right. They're not. Um, there's some good crap foo, I bit think, of, bit from, of crap from, foo. from some of the girls. From, yeah, the girls. The girls got to take on the primos at one point, mm. I think. Yeah, so that's enough spoilers for that one. We've probably, it's probably, actually, it's probably we've done it. Should we just do a drunk episode of it and then... No, no, we'll do it. We'll do it properly. 
<laughs> oh, I want to get all those sound bites down. Oh, that's true, stuff. actually. We'll do it properly. Also, also just, just the fact that, God, oh, we'll talk about it next week, but Cosplay Travis just fucking phoning it in the whole episode. He's I know. So <laughs> anyway, um, we will see you all next week. But before we do that, do if that you helps. want to email us, please email us at classicallyawful at gmail.com. You may tweet uh, me on at Imogen Rights. Or me at Megalula. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash classicallyawful. I sent out uh, a couple of lots of cards last week to Woo-hoo! patrons. Um, so if you are one of our Patreon patrons on Patreon, have a look in your mailbox. It is coming from Australia, so it will probably take... Be patient. Uh, a couple of light years. A week or so. Yeah. <laughs> but it will get there eventually, I, I promise. Um, and if only we had a TP crystal. If only we had a TP crystal. If only we had teleports. Yeah. Um, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, we could teleport stuff. We could teleport they stuff. They don't tend to teleport things, do they? No, they don't. In Blake 7. I've just thought of that. They only really do people. They don't... Oh, because they have to have the bracelet on. So it's not like transporters oh, yeah, in Star Trek. Oh, yeah, it's not transporters. You can't get a lock, lock on a thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. we crossed the streams. <laughs> we haven't crossed the streams for a while. That's no, we good. haven't. Oh, I've got to tell you. When we get off, I'll tell you what I've been doing lately. Anyway, okay. um, I, well, wait, and I, think that, I think that's it. We'll oh, we're going to say thanks to Claire Fast for our logo. logo. Thanks to Angus for Terry Nation's The Program Guide. And thanks to... Jeff loves Big Disco sound oh, every time now. Not saying it. I open my mouth and it wants to come out. Terry loves Big Disco. <laughs> so, yes. Thanks to the doggos for being doggos today. You weren't as terrible as you have been in the past today, Cosmo. <laughs> He's trying to walk up my leg now. <laughs> it's very cute. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it because I'm all slippery. Anyway, um, um, uh, we'll see you all next week yeah, for yeah. the worst episode ever. The worst Actually, do you think time. it is possibly the worst episode of the entire series? If we wanted to torture ourselves, we could do the worst idea of all time thing that the guys do and um, watch it every day for a year. No, ah. every week for a year. <laughs> God, every, every day for a year. They, they, they watch it every week. Every, every week. week. No, oh, they did it 52 times. Oh, God, 365 times. Can you imagine? Fuck, no. Oh, God. Anyway, once is going to be enough. Once will be I enough. haven't watched this one in a long time. I'm going to have to take notes because I'm only watching it once for this. <laughs> you might, you might find you like it. Nah. <laughs> I'll look for opportunities for comedy. That's what I'll do. That's how I'll get to it. We'll find jokes. All right. There All should right. be lots. Better go then. See you later. Bye, guys.